to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to episode 295 of the Dave's I Know podcast. Uh, recording this one a little bit later uh, on Monday because I had uh, a heck of a travel day and um, a little tired. So might be a short one. We'll see how things go. Um, but we have the regular crew here. Jess, how are you doing? I am very well. Good, good. MJ, how are you? How was your weekend? Uh, very busy but fun uh tried out a new restaurant in saint paul new to me anyway uh calzada so jen and i hit calzada for brunch before the loons game that we're just about to talk about so and i would just say whether you like filipino food or don't like filipino food or have never heard of what filipino food is you should check out calzada okay where's that at uh that is on selby uh Near the was it, uh the Thai restaurant that's on Selby, just east of Snell, uh, just west of Snelling. Is that the old um St. Augustine's? It is the old St. Augustine's. Okay, I was wondering what was going in there. Uh, cool. yeah, and so and like the service was great. It was super busy on a Sunday morning, and let me tell you what they can do with the pork and chicken there is absolutely delicious and eggs. Um. Wonderful. Wonderful to hear. All right. <clears throat> well, let's get into it. Um, we have we have a game to talk about, technically. Um, Minnesota played soccer yesterday. Uh, they did. If you, can, if you can call it that. Um, the game ended 1-1. Uh, a draw with Seattle. Again, with Seattle's our seems to be our our uh, bugaboo team. We just can't uh, can't quite can't quite crack that nut. So um, MJ, why don't you take us through? chaos that was the first uh basically 25 minutes of this game for minnesota yeah so i'm gonna rip on the defense a lot because that's something i like to do and uh, keep in mind that the back four of minnesota united are not the only ones to blame yes they have to put into action the things that the coaches talk about but after watching this team for whatever many years they've been in MLS uh, through several different defensive coaches. I don't know if the coaches know what they're talking about. So um, in the 15th to 16th minute, it was chaos defense again on an Alex Roldan cross. Alex Roldan did not have a great game, but when he got into those attacking spaces and Bristol didn't close him down fast enough, um, he got some great crosses off. Um, Bristow does not touch this cross, but DJ Taylor thinks Alun touched it. And so he's trying to save a corner kick unnecessarily. And whether that's Dane St. Clair or Boxall, someone on the back line just to see, you see DJ go to this, like, let it go. Let it go. There needs to be talk. There needs to be talk. And there's no talk. So he kicks it. Flying crane kick, just as Mr. Miyagi taught him, but he forgot rule number one. 
Prati used for defense only and not to help the offense, right? So he's doing the flying crane kick, takes it back into the box, into where Albert Rusnak is charging. And he looks like a cobra ready to strike. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. And uh, he heads the ball towards the back upper corner. Fortunately, Tapias heads the ball away off the line. And Bristow says, yeah, we're just going to kick this out for a corner. Because corners aren't bad. Like, kicking the ball back into play where there are Seattle players, bad. So, anyway, right after that, um, Seattle gets another great attacking chance. The Loons deal with the quarter really well, but then there's the recycle. And Alex Rodon crosses again, and then there's a headed by Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris defended by Tapias, so that's fine. Dawson tries to clear it out, but Nico Lodero is there. And he collects the ball, and he makes this great cross to uh, Yamar Gomez. And Yamar Gomez is backing up and somehow gets ahead on it. Boxall does not track Yamar Gomez. I don't know what Boxall was looking at, if he was distracted by Nico Lodero. But, like, essentially, Tapias had to guard Morris and Yamar Gomez. And those are two much more burly, taller people than Tapias. So Tapia yeah. should be protected <laughs> in the time, both of those fuckers. Well, I'll, I'll say with that one too. Boxy completely loses his uh, loses his mark on that one. Yeah, and yeah. the other, the other thing with with Lodero is that no, so you know you talk about how this is like these are defensive the defensive mistakes and how it's not just the defense that needs to be responsible for that. Nobody like nobody goes to Mark Nico Lodero. Um, Nico right. Lodero has all the time in the world to pick out that that floating cross to Gamar Gomez. So maybe you're right. Maybe Boxall was like trying to, he couldn't fit, decide if he needed to go attack um, Ladero. I mean, I was watching this um, out in. DJ eventually in, got there, but upstate not... New York. But yeah, but not for, but it took too long. It took way too right, long yeah. for him yeah. to get there. And so Ladero had like all the time in the world to, to pick out the perfect, um, the perfect cross to, to Gomez. And then again, Boxy, for some reason, just drifting away and not paying attention to, to the center backs that he's trying to mark. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Boxy was only looking at Nico Ladero with the ball, and that's why he lost track of Yamar. And he, he can't do that. So yeah. anyway, um no more than three minutes later, defensive chaos again. And this time, uh it's another ball watching edition of you know Seattle versus Minnesota. Seattle get on a two on four, which which means they have two attackers. We have four defenders plus a goalkeeper, and it turns into a two on zero. How does this happen? Well, it starts with having to rely on Ray on defense. That's that's a problem, right? So there's a man marking system where Ray's on defense and Shaggy. Like that's not good. Nuhu, Jao Paulo, and Rudy is have a triangle. They have somewhat of a man-marking system. Dawson has Nuhu, Jan Gregush has Rui Diaz, and Ray has Jao Paulo. Guess what? Ray's not going to stay on Jao Paulo, right? He's going to be watching the ball, and then Jao Paulo cuts behind him into some open space and is wide open, and that confuses and breaks down the whole triangle defense because they were man-marking, and now Gregush has to shift off Rui Diaz and close down space on Jao Paulo. Now, fortunately... DJ Taylor is there as an oh shit man. And what I mean by the oh shit man is like, oh, if oh shit goes wrong, I don't have anybody. So whoever breaks through and and no one's on them, I'm here. But instead of oh shit man, DJ Taylor being there, it's 
oh shit, who's also ball watching, watching Jao Paulo and not Rui Diaz cutting behind him. Oh, yeah, that's DJ Taylor. Uh, Trap comes all the way over to the left side to help Mark Rusnak, which frees up Boxel to become the new oh shit man. And in this case, DJ does get beat around the corner, so it's a good thing Boxel's there. But Jordan Morgan cuts inside. And now we have Rui Diaz and Jordan Morris coming in on Dane St. Clair. All four of our back line are like, they didn't do an offside trap because they just dribbled behind them. So they're all slow. Somehow Dane St. Clair gets his hands on it despite our defense. And it was just piss poor. Like we were so lucky to have Dane St. Clair read the play like, he just sees everything into the future like Neo from the Matrix, right? He's just he's just there. He's performing this magical time travel, whatever, and knows where to be. But like that should have been another goal for Seattle. Jordan Morris outran his his passing lane. He had to he had to dangle a thigh backwards just to get a, a body piece on it. And I don't like saying thigh in reference to a, a soccer game unless I'm eating a chicken thigh. So, god damn it. Yeah, um, it clearly looked <laughs> clearly looked like Minnesota was going to um, get curb stomped in this game just based on some of this chaotic defending. But to their credit, they do settle down um, and see out the end of the half, uh, down one to nothing. On the second half, Minnesota actually starts off on the front foot, getting some decent chances. Um, and uh, they finally get their goal in the 56th minute uh it's a free kick by ray <clears throat> about 35 yards out um hits the head of yaymar gomez um and past Stephen fry Stephen fry um with a uh yaymar own goal so he gets two goals on the match um good for good for yaymar um two big goals there's nothing really he could do on that one he's got to try and put a head on it because i believe tapias and boxall were behind um, and would have got ahead on the goal. Boxall, I think we forgot to mention early in this in the first half too. Boxall had a just a, a wide open header that he completely completely missed as well. So Boxall yeah. not having a not having a great game here um, by his um, you know pres- you know lofty standards. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he did not. He have wanted a great game, that one so. back, as they say in the industry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he mistimed his jump. Unfortunately, uh, he was yeah. right there, but. He needed to be a little more patient on the jump to be able to come down on it, whatever. Um, yeah, they, and then, they, did, um, they did come out better in the second half. They looked way they better. Did. Absolutely, absolutely. A um, couple of big saves later in the game on uh, 63rd minute. Dane St. Clair with a big save on Alex Roldan. Uh, and then the 86th minute, uh, Stefan Fry making a huge save on Ismail Tajori Shradi um, as well to keep uh, to keep the game level. Yeah, uh, the this is following Dotson's two-touch near-post shot saved by Fry and, and Tajur Sharadi also and Rosales doing their best Alexi Gomez impersonation, which is shooting way high over the net. So we were getting chances in dangerous areas. We were passing well. Um, and this, as much as I like to criticize the players and the coaching, this should be a congratulations congratulations to both the players and the coaching staff for figuring out some stuff at halftime coming with a game plan to get the ball into dangerous areas and to get shots. I mean, we need to put them on net, but yeah, they looked so much better in the second half. Yeah. And the, um, 
the stats will will you know they say they say it all. It was uh, that this was probably destined to be a one-one draw. Uh, 54-46 possession for Minnesota. Um, you know, if you look at the momentum map, they clearly had larger stretches of momentum um, where they were controlling the game, especially after that after that first sort of chaotic 25 minutes, uh, Minnesota pretty much controlled the rest of the, the rest of this game. So um, XG of 1.15 for Minnesota and 0.69, which is very nice of Seattle. So pretty much what you expect, um, you know, Minnesota had the edge in shot 16 to six, four shots on target to Seattle's two as well. So, um, you know, Minnesota could feel hard done by uh, with this result, but I think ultimately, um, this is the result that uh, both teams deserve in this game. So anything else to add on this game? Obviously I'm assuming you guys were both there. Um, I was not, obviously I was watching it from uh, a wood cabin in Kingston, uh, Kingston, New York. Um, anything from the actual game day itself? I should, I should know. There was a really cool. Uh, United, Born, United, yeah. United born, United bred when I die, I'm United. Dead. Dead. Cool. Yeah. Um, I believe we have one more TIFO that we're doing this year. I'm not 100% sure, though. So, um, yeah, cool. All right. Uh, all right. Who's our Freddie Adus for, for this game? MJ, do you want to start? Um, you know, Dawson got the man of the match, and I, I have a hard time arguing with that. Um, I thought – you know, he played uh, three different positions after different subs. He started at right wing. There was a lot of criticism from the mm -hmm. Twitter, like, peanut gallery because he's not bongy. And they weren't thinking, like, Dotson's going to play the right wing different than bongy because he has a different okay. skill set. They wanted Dotson to be bongy. And they're like, can we please oh. get Dotson out of, out of the right wing spot? He did great. He, he did what he does, possess the ball, make like horizontal dribbles, not forward attacking dribbles to create space for his teammates, pass the ball off. You know, he also, in addition to playing right wing, then switched over to left wing because certain subs were made and then switched back to the center midfield because certain subs were made. And I thought he played great in all of them. Yeah, I think this is a, a really great game for him. Um, Jess, you got anybody? Not really. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm tempted to say Yaimar Gomez just because he scored a goal for us. Um, right. <laughs> but, uh, I think, you know, it's easy. I think Dane was the, is the obvious, is the, well, not, I would say obvious yes. choice, but I think he's the, he's a, a very good choice. Um, uh, I, I'll, I'll keep it in the goalkeepers union with Dane St. Clair. Obviously he had some huge saves, um, mm -hmm. to keep Minnesota, um, in this game. All right. Uh, that takes us to Jess's post-match hot or not review. See, it's a short one this week, so. Um, and it's not really hot, nor not. It's more of a no judgment zone review. <laughs> I just wanted to know if anybody else noticed that DJ Taylor appeared to have like a scratch and or laceration on his face. And if anyone knew the story behind that. And just curious, Um, but but like... Conspiracy theorists need not apply. No, like not that this, we have any of those. Well documented, right, David? Like he got obliterated yeah. uh, in a, a concussion check. You know, he missed the game, right? Uh, this happened after in the League's Cup when um, Kai Kamara uh, cleared him yeah. in the face. Yeah, no, no red card. Goal. 
Oh, and he still bears the mark. Yeah. Yeah, he had to go to the hospital to get stitches and stuff. So, yeah, I'm guessing he's going to have that for for a while. So, yeah. So, there's there's no no conspiracy there. It's just... Tough and rugged, Jess. Do you find battle scars hot or not? Um, this one I do because it's on his face. All right. <clears throat> and what's our next segment? <laughs> uh, well, we'll obviously talk about the games coming up. Um, MJ put a question here: Is should um, should uh, ITS start? Um, and if so, where? Um, I think this Who's is a good, this, MJ. Uh, Israel, uh, Ismail Tajuri, Tajuri Shradi, Ismail Tajuri Shradi. No. Um, okay, why? Because <laughs> I'm not ready for him to start. I feel like that's a lot of pressure. All right. Well, MJ, you asked this question, so what do you think? What are your thoughts on this? I mean, he he's he's gotten assists and looked good coming on as a sub. Um, he got that one assist to Mender Garcia. He made Mender Garcia look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, there, every time he's subbed in, he, he seems to have a very good presence on the ball and knowledge of space around him and how to exploit that space. Um, I would like to see him probably on the wing and probably have, I mean, Rosales has done great at, at left wing and and Dotson just played great at at right wing, but like maybe just try him out. Like if Sangbing and Fragapane can't go, you know Bongi can't go. Like maybe try starting uh, Tajuri Sharadi at wing. Um, it would be just fun to see if he can go seventy minutes and you know and then you know then we have more depth at center midfield. Not that Gregush has looked bad; he looked really good these past few games. But you know, have we really... started Shradi? No, we we've never started. He's always never started him anywhere. So, okay. um, so. no, he's not started for Minnesota yet. Um, <clears throat> what I would so here's my suggestion. I think, um, I think he will start. Um, one of these two games coming up, I think he starts. I would actually like to see him play against Colorado on mm-hmm. Wednesday because Colorado sucks. Um, and I would actually like to see him in uh, the 10 role for Reynoso. And you could bring Reynoso wow. on. Wow. You could bring Reynoso on if you like for the last 20 or 30 minutes if you need him to. But Reynoso's ankles <clears throat> look like the size of beach balls um, after mm. every game. Um, yeah. And there's literally nothing he can do other than rest to, to try and get those. Um, yeah, let's backs. let him take. It, Colorado so if you off. can if you can take yeah so if you can give you know if you can give Ray some minutes off um this and and this uh, the other so this this kind of assumes Bongi starts um on Wednesday if Bongi can't go on Wednesday then MJ I like your point of starting ITS on say on the right with okay. uh, Song yeah. Bin starting in the Reynoso spot so starting Song Bin as the ten with um Ismail on the right. And whomever on the left, whether it's Rosales or you know Fragapane, if he's you know where the fuck is Fragapane been? I, that's the other question I have. Is I was just gonna say ass. when when you brought up his name, I was like, wait, he's still with us? He was yeah. on the bench. 
you know, well, I mean, elected not to sub him in in his in, in his subs, and you know, I think he would have helped this last game, but whatever. <laughs> you sound salty about it, MJ. Tell us more. No, 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 no. I mean, I like Sangbin, like the Sangbin uh, sub in for Trap. I think it was um, who was. Um, if he was not on a yellow, was really close to getting one. So, like, I like that the the Sangbin for Trap uh, sub, and I I, I like the the Tajiri Shradi sub. So, you know, but like, yeah, I just I, like from an attack perspective, mm. you know, Frag Fragapane could have relieved uh, some of the Rosales legs. Yeah, I will say to uh, he's credit in this game is that when he brought on his subs <clears throat> with the game tied one one. Um, he didn't bring on defensive subs. He didn't no, bring on guys to see the game out. No, he brought in. No. He brought on guys to win the game, and of course they didn't win the game. But like that is something that I think a lot, all of us just want to see um, from you know this team is that, especially at home, is that they just fucking go for it. Um, yeah. And too often we've seen him get a lead and then sit back, and then of course that lead disintegrates within minutes of Brent Coleman coming on the pitch. Um, yep. So I, the fact that, and the fact that we have offensive substitutions, I mean, remember, I don't know guys <clears throat> watching this team like five years ago when they literally had nobody who could score a goal to bring off the yeah. bench. I mean, at least in this case, like, yes, Songban has not been great on the goal scoring front. Um, you know, Fragapane, obviously not getting some, not getting some time out there, but <clears throat> These are, you know, and ITS has been, um, uh, you know, a great signing for the team in terms of just he's only played a certain amount of minutes, but he has a goal. He has a couple of assists. Um, they actually have offensive talent that they can bring off of the off of the bench, which is a huge, huge step up from where the team was, you know, four or five years ago when literally wouldn't even make subs because we didn't have any subs to make um, that could affect the game in any way, shape or form. So I think that's a good sign. Uh, all right. Anything else to wrap up? Um, Minnesota, Seattle. I was, I felt satisfied with this tie. Okay. Yeah. And yes. uh, Zeller, you called it. I believe uh, I called a loss and just. I called a win. Yeah. And you, you, I, you might've said two, two, not one, one, but you called the draw. Yeah. I'm pretty good at that. So. Calling the draw. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, MNUFC two, um, they lost to the Tacoma Defiance out at the National Sports Center uh, on Friday night, four to two. Defiance, um, Missouri. Tacoma Defiance, Tacoma. Oh, Tacoma. Yeah. Never mind. Tacoma Se yep. Seattle's second team, which it's funny. There, Xavier Ariaga played for that. Played for the twos. Did not look good, and then he got a sub in. He started for the twos and then got got a sub in this weekend uh, for the senior team, and also did not look good. Well, there you go. Uh, all right, not much of other United news this week. <clears throat> um, <coughs> excuse me. The only um, you know things that we noted is that you know Bach, Bongi, um, I think we've recorded before the MRI news. Um, <clears throat> MRI was pretty good. Just showed swelling, no no tears or anything like that. So Yay. Um, hopefully he just needs some time off. Again, like I said, he might not start uh, on Wednesday, but it sounds like if he doesn't start on Wednesday, he's definitely starting on Saturday. 
uh, out in San Jose. So, all right, um, MJ, Alexi Gomez update. What's going on with uh, once, once, once a loon, Alexi um, Gomez? Well, so I was reminded of Alexi Gomez because Yamar Gomez, no relation <laughs> at all, not even from the same country. country. Yamar Gomez scored two goals uh, on Sunday, one for Seattle and one for us. And in doing that, I was thinking, like, what's the last Gomez that has scored for Minnesota United? And uh, this raises the question, David, do you know how many goals Alexi Gomez got in his 18 uh, games that he played for Minnesota United in 2018? Eight, <clears throat> 18 games. Two goals? Zero. Zero goals. So Yamar Gomez has scored more goals for Minnesota United than Alexi Gomez. <laughs> that, that is your Gomez uh, Minnesota United trivia update. Um, but no, getting to where he is now after just being loaned out by his Peruvian team to Atlas in Mexico and then to Minnesota United and then to Gimnasia in Argentina and then Melgar back to Peru. He finally gets a permanent spot where he's not being loaned out everywhere. Um, he is gets a job with Alianza Lima in 2020, where he played 19 games, scored two goals, and then uh, staying in Peru for Universidad Técnica Cajamarca. Um, he played, also gets two goals with them. Then he goes to Deportivo Lia Coabamba, and then now, finally, this year, he's been transferred to Deportivo Garcilaso. And funny enough, he's not playing wing anymore. He's playing left back. He's playing left back, and he has three goals for uh, Garcilaso. Um, one in the aperture, was it one in the aperture, and two now in the uh, clausura. So good on him. He's missed the last few games. I tried to find out the the reason, and my Spanish just isn't that good. So I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't know if he's injured or if uh, you know there were other reasons why. Like, like it didn't say he got a red card, you know, but he's missed the last three or four games. But it, it seems like he's enjoying playing in his own country. He's scoring some goals more than he did for Minnesota United, anyway. So yeah, there's your once a loon Alexi Gomez update. All right. Well, there you go. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, um, we'll talk some um, amateur soccer uh, as well as preview the upcoming matches for Minnesota against the Crapids on Wednesday and the San Jose Earthquakes in San Jose on Saturday. We'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to, but we All right, and we are back with uh, – let's start off with Gopher Soccer. Uh, Gophers had a Lake Michigan road trip. MJ, how'd they do? They went to Milwaukee and played two teams at Milwaukee. On Thursday, they lose a really close game at uh, Milwaukee, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. It was a tough game. They looked good in so many ways, just not that 
extra two or three passes in the attacking third. Keep in mind that University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee has won the Horizon League the past five years. They've won the playoffs the last past five years, and they had returning playoff players from last year's Horizon League championship team. So Milwaukee looked better, but there were bouts of possession where, in fact, I would think overall, Minnesota probably dominated possession and just, you know, didn't get the shots off or got shots off that went wide, that sort of thing. But they look good. They then on Sunday went to Marquette. Uh, they put Marquette place in the big East um, and Gophers beat Marquette um, two goals. There was a late goal from Paige Kalal, but you have to see, and I will add this when we, uh, David releases the, the pod, Izzy Brown's spinorama goal. Um, just a great ball in from Kate Childers and then, Izzy Brown plays it to Megan Nemec. Nemec give go back to Izzy Brown. And she makes everyone think she's going to her right. And she spins around, uses her left foot, and the net's wide open. Um, it's just a beautiful goal. So go watch that uh, Izzy Brown goal for Minnesota Gophers versus Marquette. Um, this week, um, they go on the road again to the University of Georgia because it's in the Eastern time zone. For Central time zone, we play at 5 p.m., and then the Gophers come back home Sunday, September 3rd, 1 p.m. I want to see everybody there, St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. It's University of Minnesota versus St. Thomas. These are the two women's D1 collegiate programs in the state. Um, this will be a great game. There'll be lots of Aurora players there, well, three at least. And like, so whether you're an Aurora fan or you're a fan of women's soccer, be there this Sunday, assuming you're not out of town for Labor Day. I just wrote it on my calendar. So I you might see me there. Bring me kids. So uh cool. All right. Well, speaking of Aurora, um, not a ton of news around Aurora. They are gonna be again at the Minnesota State Fair. So go check them out. They're in the the sports or fan HQ sports central building or whatever. I can't remember what the hell it's called with all the other um prof- you know, professional and semi-pro leagues like the the Minnesota Vixens, the female uh, football team, um, obviously the the Timberwolves, Lynx, Wild, all the Saints are all in there. So go check them out. Minnesota United is always in there as well. Um, Minnesota United always has player signings as well. So uh, if you can, if you get to the fair early enough, you can kind of think, see who's going to be there and check it out. And I'm not sure if Aurora is having any players come in and sign stuff, but um, yeah, they, they always have cool new merch at the state fair. So check them out as well. So uh, anything I missed from Aurora, MJ? Any any player signings or anything like aware. that that I missed? Okay, cool. I didn't think so, but just wanted to check. Yeah, no no new pro signings or anything like that that I'm aware of. All right. Well, let's jump in then and talk about a couple of matches that Minnesota you know, will be playing. Um, first up, Wednesday, August 30th. Uh, that's this Wednesday at 7.30. The Crapids come to town, and the, the Daves will be in attendance together in the all lo- together now the lo- all together now <laughs> the field level um very close to the um colorado bench so if you have specific things you want to see all that specific colorado players uh and them now yeah uh, hit us up at tdkmn on twitter um we will be uh christian fitchett a great friend of the podcast graciously offered us his his seats uh, as he will be in uh, Hamburg, I think, at that point. Or he actually might be Hamburg. in Poland. I, I can't remember exactly if he's working on getting his visa or something. Um, 
but he will not be there. So he has graciously offered up his seats to us to go to a match. Um, and actually food. sit next to one another. Yes, Woo-hoo! actually sit next to one another. Um, we can marvel in the amount of food that MJ can cram into his uh, pie hole, um, as we do every <laughs> every year uh, on that. Uh, and uh, yeah, just enjoy a game right from field level. So um, yeah, if you have any particular insults for players, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. And I will yell just about anything. We have I I can attest to that fact. She will yell just about anything. So. <laughs> Um, so speaking of Colorado, uh, who should we be watching out for um, vis-a-vis Colorado, one of the worst teams in the uh, in the MLS this year? Not just one of the worst. They are actually the worst in the West <laughs> Conference right now. Number 15? Or is it 14? 14, yeah. 14th in the West Who's Conference. Who's counting? Yeah. I can't get all the way down there. Three three wins, ten draws, eleven losses. Uh, yeah, nineteen points, a negative eighteen goal differential for for the <laughs> Rapids. Um, yeah, they are they are not are good. And, and uh, yes, they're hurting unit, and they are missing their starting goalkeeper, um, who is out. Um, William Yarborough, former formerly of Leon, U.S. Men's International player. Um, he is also not in the in the lineup anymore. So, uh, MJ, I see you typing notes. Who uh, who are you worried about for Colorado? Well, uh, they've been playing a three four three, but center back or now right center back or whatever, like Lalas Bubakar is still a really good defender. So, um, just like you know, we tried attacking at Alex Rodan a lot. Um, in Seattle's game, it looked like we were trying to work the ball up the left-hand side uh, because uh, he was the weaker uh, fullback. Uh, we should stay away from Lalas. We should we should go at, uh, I think we should go at uh, Danny Wilson, uh, Mr. Yellow Card himself. So, yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, Abubakar came off at halftime of their of the last Colorado match, which was uh, like a week ago. Um, they didn't play over the weekend. So, um, I'm not sure why he came off in that at halftime, but um, uh, I hope he's okay. Galvin well, came because in, he yeah. plays great defense, and two, he uh, he has a great hair, but he does have yes, fantastic hair. <laughs> um, I'll say also Diego Rubio, who tends to be a thorn in Minnesota's side, um, yes. when he's playing for teams that, um, whether it's Dallas or Colorado. He's a, a third-year-old Chilean striker. Um, you know, he'll be up top, part of that, uh, part of that three-four-three um, of Robin Fre- that Robin Frazier likes to play. So, um, all right, who else? Okay, so I'm literally just reading through news stories, and they've got a new guy. Their new designated player, striker, Rafael Navarro. Mm, yeah. Is he still new? Am I reading up-to-date news? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Relatively new. Um, I think he came in during the um during the most recent transfer window. So yeah, 20, yeah, he's like early 20s, I think 22 or 23 Brazilian kid. Um he's yeah uh 
definitely someone to look out for. Definitely someone who can torch a back line, especially ours, which we are, is not particularly fast. Uh, this unfortunately um, anymore. Um, the other um, players I'll point out: uh, Danny Wilson um, has been playing sort of a, a left center back in that three four three four um for colorado um he's a scottish um international um 31 years old uh been playing in the mls for for quite some time and then um keegan roseberry uh another player who might sound familiar um on the fringes of the u.s uh national team squad for for some time he's 29 so he's, he's probably out of that out of that mix right now um right midfielder um just a, a just a just a just generally good player um not a barn burner you know not going to start for you know most mls teams but he's a a solid player who can who can do some damage so um okay so how do we see minutes against these guys i already threw out there that i think i would like to see um ismail uh tajuri Shradi start uh, either on the wing for boxy or like i said in that 10 role um uh, if if uh, Bongi is starting, um, if Bongi is not going, yeah, then pushing him out to the right with letting Song bin. I just I like to see basically I like to see right now. So get some rest in this game if possible. Um, this is a team that Minnesota should be able to handle um, without Reynoso. And again, you can always bring Reynoso in if you need him in the last say 20, 30 minutes of the game. If you're if you're chasing, you need a goal to win the game or something. Um, I could definitely see bringing Reynoso in there, but I would like to see, I would like to see minutes. I would like to see the loons rotate a little bit um, and just go out there and just control the game. Like they did for basically the majority of that Seattle game, you know, that post those first 25 minutes after that, Minnesota basically controlled that game. I would like to see them play that kind of game against Colorado and just pepper the Ilyich, the, um, uh, the Serbian goalkeeper for, um, Colorado, who's stepping in for Yarborough, just pepper him with shots, put the ball in frame. Um, good things will happen if they do that, I think. So be aggressive, <laughs> yes. Um, the more I would like to see them succinct way on the rotation front. Maybe don't rotate both center backs out. I don't want to see like Debassi and Coleman play next to each other for their first time since last year or something. Uh, but you know, rest. Uh, Tapias or a boxall and and let uh Dibasi come in and uh let yeah let Bakay Dibasi get some minutes. I don't know what his like fitness level or health status is, so I'm not saying you have to start him. Maybe you bring him off the bench at some point, but yeah, give Dibasi some some minutes. Cool. All right, who do we got winning the game? Jess, let's start with you. Ever the optimist, I say Minnesota wins 3-2 because I also expect it to be a very exciting game. Um, I think that uh, with a quick turnaround there and possibly hurt Ray, they won't be quite as uh, goal scoring. So I'm going to say they win 2-1. Okay. All right. 4-0 loons. Wow. Let's go. Uh, all right. Then we have a quick turnaround from there. Uh, Saturday, September 2nd uh, at 9.30 our time. Minnesota is going to San Jose to take on the San Jose Earthquakes. Um, 
San Jose is currently sixth place in the Western Conference table, um, just ahead of Minnesota um, <laughs> by three points. Uh, Minnesota obviously has a game in hand. Um, I think I don't think we mentioned Minnesota is currently sitting in 10th place um, on 32 points tied with Austin. Um, Austin FC, um, but again, a game in hand, um, only a point behind Dallas in eighth and two points behind Vancouver in seventh. Vancouver is also on the same number of games as is Dallas as, as we are. So um, all these games are super crucial for Minnesota in terms of getting into the playoffs. So um, San Jose in particular has been a, a, up and down team this year they've looked really really good in certain circumstances and then they go out and get the shit kicked out of them by kansas city three to nothing so um which san jose team will show up i don't know uh mj who are we looking out for on san jose well they departed with one very beautiful flowing locks of hair in matias almedia before he shaved it all off and uh, they brought another handsome man, once a Minnesota Thunder, Luchi Gonzalez, in to coach. So uh, Luchi Gonzalez is a very different manager than uh, uh, Mateus is. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, as far as players go, I don't know who has players they want to mention on San Jose. What's here? I um, yes. ho- they just got Hoppy, right? I believe so. Yeah, I'm not sure. He did not start their last game. I'm not sure if he'll if he um even. Oh yeah, he, yeah, oh, yeah. He yeah, Hoppy made the bench. He came out at halftime. Um, I think for Cade Cowell. Cade Cowell, um, American international, played on the U uh, twenty team. That finished, uh, wasn't that? I think they got knocked out in the quarterfinals of the U20 World Cup. Um, him of the ridiculous mustache. Um, I don't know if you've seen a picture of Cade College, Jess, but um, he has a very weird pencil thin mustache. Um, not attractive at all. Some other Minnesota connections on this team, though Jackson Ewell, yep. uh, former Minnesota uh, Thunder Academy product, and uh, uh, once a f- possibly a loon. Um, never quite to fruition, Jeremy Ebobise, uh, who, uh, <laughs> went to Portland. Um, he, you know, that was, there was talk of, of Minnesota drafting him as opposed to Abu Danladi. Um, Ebobise is still playing <laughs> starting minutes as a striker for, um, a Minnesota or two uh, MLS team and Abu Danladi is not. So, um, uh, who, uh, won that one. So, uh, Ebobise definitely has found his scoring boots once he got, he left, um, Portland uh, going over to San Jose. So, uh, and then the other uh, sort of attacking player that we should be on the lookout for um, young or not a young 28 year old Argentinian Christian Espinosa. He's been with San Jose for quite some time. Um, Always a um, pain in the butt, a tough mark for, yeah, for our players. Their defense is San Jose. So it's, it's chaotic. Um, (laughs) And, and that is, uh, the, the nicest way I can describe San Jose's defense. <laughs> They're um, handsy motherfuckers. Yes. Yes. Uh, exactly. Um, anybody else I'm missing or leave out, MJ? You got to look at the roster. Uh, uh, th- their uh, goalkeeper, right? Um, Daniel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, from Brazil. Um, Brazil Brazilian. Yeah. I'm probably mispronouncing his 
Eric, come at me with how I'm supposed to pronounce Daniel the Brazilian Portuguese way. Yeah, Daniel. Yeah, probably, probably. Like that. Probably like that. Yeah. Uh, the, the other um name that people might know um just from uh Concacaf World Cup qualifying, uh, Io Akinola, a uh, Canadian uh, attacker, is also plays for 23 years old, so young, still relatively young. Um. Uh, he's a center forward for San Jose as also um, as well for Canada. So um, he'll probably get some minutes as well. San Jose plays midweek uh, against, I believe, the Galaxy. Yeah, the Galaxy. They're hosting the Galaxy on Wednesday as well. So they'll be having a midweek game as well. So uh, another Minnesota connection. Uh, uh, he was not born in Minnesota, but his dad was born in Minnesota and uh, played American football in Stillwater and ran track at Stillwater. Tommy Thompson, uh, oh, has is still playing for the the Quakes. He's he does not start, but uh, uh, yeah. So just another Minnesota connection on this on the Earthquakes. Forgot about Tommy Thompson. Cool. I know, right? <laughs> All right. So um, anything we change about how Minnesota should play? I mean, obviously Minnesota is one of the better teams in MLS on the road this year. I believe they have six road wins, uh, which I think ties them for the, the league lead. Um, I don't expect we'll see much different in terms of the way Minnesota plays on the road. Um, they're going to concede possession, hopefully press, uh, you know, with some, some coordinated pressing, some calculated pressing um, and try to win the ball back in the uh, San Jose half of the field but more than content to let the ball, you know, let San Jose have the ball and let them come on to um, the Minnesota United defense. Do you expect to see or would like to see anything else different MJ or Jess on this, in this game on Saturday? It sadly really depends on, and I, this is a cop out, but like what happens against Colorado and who's healthy. Um, And, you know, if we can play, like if, Song Bin is suddenly able to start, you know, like he gets trot out versus Colorado and he has a good game and, you know, he's re- rehabilitating, you know, if he's able to start, you know, if Rosales doesn't get into yellow card trouble, he's able to start, you know, like, I think a lot of good things happen. I actually have really liked uh, what I've seen out of Gregush um, in the center midfield. Um, he's willing to play the six and let Trap do his chaos stuff up the pitch. And that has stabilized some things on the back end. But, uh, you know, if Dotson's been playing so well, no matter where you play him. So I feel like you have to start him somewhere. Um, right. But, yeah, I, I would like to see, you know, assuming some players get rested versus last place Colorado, you know, I'd like to see then those players start, you know, whether that's Ray starting against San Jose or Fragapane or whomever. Like I, I hope we play. I hope Dotson starts against San Jose because San Jose is just way better than Colorado. That sounds good, Jess. Anything, Dad? Yeah. I mean, I just, I just hope. I, I think we have to win Colorado if we stand a chance of winning San Jose. Just... Yeah, that makes sense. Momentum. Yeah. All that. So how do we think this goes? We all predicted a Minnesota victory uh, against uh, Colorado. Do we think that holds up and, and that keeps going? Jess, let's start with you. Um, This is an away game. 
So I'm going to say we win. Um, no, I'm going to say we tie. Okay. And it's going to be 2-2. Two, two. All right. MJ. I was going to say we tie as well, but uh, now that Jess has picked tie, I will say we lose. And I will say we lose 2-0. Uh, okay. Um, That's happy. Yeah, I think... I think Jess is on the right track. I think it's a draw. And I think it's like a one, one or two, two draw as well. So I don't think, um, I don't think we get to win here. So cool. All right. So, um, if we, if you didn't listen to it, we dropped our world cup, uh, final world cup podcast last week, um, wrapping up the world cup, um, I know we talked briefly about the Spain winning it um, here. Um, there's been some fallout from that. Um, the Spanish really what um, kind of fallout? The president of the Spanish Federation has been um, uh, he's been suspended by FIFA, right, MJ, um, for at least ninety days as they are reviewing all the stuff that happens. He's been mm-hmm. asked to resign by the RFEF, which is the the Spanish Federation. Um, there has been, he refuses to go down. Apparently his mom is on a hunger strike in a church in somewhere in Spain. Um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bonkers story. His, his mom is not on a hunger strike aligning with the women. (laughs) No, no, no. She's on a hunger strike aligning with him. Um, there, uh, Jenny Hermoso came out with a statement basically saying that, yeah, the, all those words that were attributed to me by the Federation were made up. They didn't consult me. That came out that they, that basically Rubiales begged her to appear jointly in a video um, that he was when he was apologizing. Apparently, Vilda, the, the manager, went to uh, Hermoso's family multiple times to try and pressure them to pressure her to be in the video with Rubiales. It's it's a it is an absolute shit show. And again, I, so I it's lament gonna the fact- be a true crime doc on one of my streaming services eventually. I don't know about I don't know about true crime, but I, it, it's just this has been an absolute um an absolute shit shit show. And the fact that Gianni Infantino said some ridiculous shit and was not the worst person at the World Cup. Um, yeah, not even like the fifth worst person at the World Cup, um, says a lot about how really fucking terrible all of this spain stuff is so we'll we'll kind of keep an eye on it um it's there's there's word that we might try and get the gang back together um to discuss it maybe once we have more of the fallout in terms of the minnesota football days um but we shall see mj go ahead uh did you hear that the spanish federation federation said that uh they will withpull all their teams from uefa if if uefa pursues any sort of uh like asking rubiales to step down or like forcing like I did, regime change. And I'm just I did like, not see, I did that, not that see is that. such and an empty threat, right? It's such an empty threat. It's I was like, just, I was just going to say that I did not see that. I would say, call their fucking bluff, call their bluff, man. Like call their bluff Spain doesn't want to play in UEFA competitions. Like by all means, knock yourselves out. But like, um, like, Oh, like you, you don't think Barcelona men's and women's team or the Real Madrid men's and women's team is like, yeah, we don't mind getting pulled from Europe. Um, no, like if anything, the athletes and representatives of those clubs will pressure the Spanish Federation more to do the right thing. Like, I, I think that that strategy backfires on them. Right. Right. I don't, mm, I don't yeah, think we'll, they're fear mongering of like, yeah, well, we'll cost all the teams that play in Spain 
their chance to play against European competition. If you yeah. know, like I, I don't think that I don't, goes in their favor. Yeah, I don't All think they. I don't, I don't think they thought that one. Thought, thought that one completely through. So. Um, yeah, we haven't talked a ton about um, any other soccer other than basically the World Cup or, or the Loons, but the um, EPL season kicked off, and I just wanted to gauge MJ's thoughts <laughs> on how quickly Everton gets relegated this year. Um, I did watch. <laughs> I did watch the the all of almost all of the Everton Wolves uh, relegation six pointer on Saturday. It was a hell of a match, man. That was a that was a fun match. That yeah, you guys uh, uh, kind of got screwed on, I think. Yeah, you know Everton did not play well, but yeah, the uh, the ref did them no favors. Um, on the other hand, the ref did Liverpool a ton of favors, uh, large amounts of stoppage time, and and Darwin Nunez getting a brace at the at the death. Uh, so, let's, you know, hey, now, 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 let's let's be fair. Um, they did not do them any favors by having them go down to ten men. Uh, or yeah, letting but... Anthony or letting Anthony Anthony fucking Gordon dive all over the place, which is what that that dude does, especially against Liverpool. Um, he play actually played that. Here's like I haven't well, I haven't got a chance to watch. I only watched the highlights of that game. I didn't oh, watch okay. the 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 Bournemouth the Liverpool Bournemouth game because we were flying that day from yeah, well, you know, from Minneapolis want... to New York. And he then deserved I, the and red then, card. And then no, no, I I saw I saw the Van Dyke red card. It definitely he definitely looked like it, that was dog so that was for sure. Um, he definitely got ball, but. I think if there's any if that's anywhere else on the pitch, that's a yellow. But because it's the last man, that's definitely a red by the rule of the law. I'm totally fine with that. Um, but then, uh, but I didn't watch, so I didn't watch the Bournemouth game last weekend. And then this weekend, the game was on while we we're doing our the the post marriage brunch. And we were at a place that didn't have any TVs. We were sitting outside at some cute little like bed and breakfast thing in fucking upstate New York, which was very cute and everything. But I'm like. Watch. I was on my phone, kind of, kind of like trying to keep track on Fat Mob. I saw that Gordon had scored, and I was like, "Fuck, all right." And then I saw three minutes later, Van Dyke gets a red card. I was like, "Fuck this!" I just turned off my phone. Like, I don't yeah. need my phone. I'm like, everybody I know who needs me is here. I yeah. came, came home. I think I took a nap. I woke up. I was like, I should just, I'll check the score. And Fat Mob, I saw that Liverpool had won two to one. I was like, "What the fuck happened? How the fuck did yeah. this happen?" It sounded like Liverpool took took control of that game after they got they went down to ten men. Um, which is maybe say yeah, something I, about Eddie Howe more than Liverpool, but yeah. Are, are you so? Here's the question I have for you, MJ: Are is Everton going to score a goal before the international break? I think they score a goal. Well, I hopefully they score against a League Two opponent in the EFL Cup, like okay. that'll happen. But but you know, I think they score a goal against Sheffield United. Is that who they got this weekend? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so Wednesday they have the the cup game, and then this weekend they they play at Sheffield. So, uh, so I think they score there. Um, I'm not saying they win, but I think they score a goal finally. Um, <laughs> it's it's really rough, as you may know, that uh, Everton under the the leadership or lack thereof of Bill Kenwright has squandered money left and right. Uh, uh, squandered Moshiri's money, the owner, uh, and not so they have really no money to buy any more players or make any more deals. They would have to sell somebody, um, like a Pickford or like one of their better players, too. And the thing about it is, is 
since everyone's doing so poorly, no one wants these other players, right? Like they were maybe good at one point or seen as <laughs> promising at one point, but like it's hard to get people to like want to buy, you know, players on a team that's performing so poorly. So um, yeah, they, they're shooting themselves in the foot. It's not fun. I will say this, the silver lining is because I do not subscribe to Peacock, but I would re-up my, my subscription for ESPN plus. So, um, <laughs> you know, if they end up in the championship next year, I'll be able to watch their games more than I watch their games this year. Other than that, I, I go to, uh, I go to Ladonia. So nice. I didn't realize the EFL cup was starting. Um, uh, obviously Liverpool's not in this round because they're in Europe, but, um, there's right. some fun games. Uh, I saw Chelsea Wimbledon on Wednesday, um, Fulham Tottenham on uh, tomorrow, today, or today, if you're listening to this podcast. So, um, yeah, there should be some fun. Wrexham Bradford, that should be a fun game too. So, cool. Uh, all right, well, let's end it there. Um, quick short one, uh, quick shorty. Uh, shorty. Yeah, I'll have to tell you guys, I'll, I'll tell you guys all about my trip to New York on Wednesday. I don't need to ruin the podcast with with it but uh but yeah new york was fun and i uh, hope you guys had a great weekend i'm looking wednesday yeah cool all right it's gonna great be great the po- yeah great review if you uh yeah if you are if you sit like near the benches and you want to yell at us um you can yell at us too heckle us while we heckle colorado's players that should be fun <laughs> uh rate review the podcast wherever you get it um eight at tdikmn on the twitter machines uh, at Texas Zeller uh, on also the Twitter machines at MJ Matsui. It's how you get a hold of MJ. And you can always find Jess at Jessica144083. Niner. Niner. Two. We've been the days you know. This is the day As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Do the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. I ain't loving it all. Y'all know.